Let's bow our heads in a moment of prayer. Lord God, open our hearts this morning to hear your word. Amen. Did you know that it's the 100th anniversary of the revival of Mothering Sunday today? How many people knew that fact? How many people are plugged into the Nottingham Evening News, Evening Post even, sorry? No? Oh, that's good. So what I'll say this morning might be new to you. Um, In 2010, when I last preached on Mothering Sunday, and it is Mothering Sunday, not Mother's Day, as I'll explain a little later, um, I focused on feminist liberation theology, just to keep you on your toes. And we looked at two ladies, Elizabeth uh, Schussler-Fiorenza and Rosemary Radford-Ruther, and we talked about inclusive, non-hierarchical nature of Jesus' message, the understanding of church's community, and our identity being formed through relationships. And you might remember we, I handed out bits of paper and we all had to draw our community there and we drew family and we drew friends and we drew work colleagues and anyone else that we, we knew. Um, I'm not going to do that today. Um, but on, in this year what we're going to do is focus on what we can learn from a very persistent local lady, uh, Constance Adelaide Smith, and about the values of the mother church and mother's. And because it's the 100th anniversary of Mother's Day, I'm going to start with a little history. So in the 16th century, a good long time ago, Letter Sunday, which is today the fourth Sunday of Lent, it was traditional for people to return to the Mother Church, hence Mothering Sunday. That would be the main church or cathedral in their area, somewhere where a lot of baptisms were conducted. And a little bit later, after the 16th century, as as domestic service became very popular, or very uh, a big form of employment, domestic servants were given the day off uh, to visit their mother church. And that usually was with their own mothers and other family members. So it was often the only time in the year that whole families could gather together. But by the 1900s, so just over 100 years ago, the custom of keeping uh, Mothering Sunday had tended to lapse. And then along comes Constance Adelaide Smith. Born in 1878, at the age of 12, uh, she moved with her family to Coddington, which is just east of Newark, I believe. Is that right? Just east of Newark. Just checking. Um, And her father there became the vicar of All Saints Church, and she was the third of seven children, and she was very independent-minded. She, at about the age of 18, 19, went off to Germany, Uh, worked as a governess for a couple of years, and then came back in 1901 and worked as a dispenser for Dr. Thomas Mallett, who was a dermatologist, a skin specialist um, in Park Row in Nottingham. And then about eight years later, in 1909, she became the dispenser for the Girls' Friendly Society Lodge, which was a sort of hostel for girls, um, which was at 15 Regent Street. And I did Google 15 Regent Street, and I think it's some sort of solicitor's offices there. There's a lot of them in Regent Street. Um, run by a lass called Ellen Porter, uh, who was a nurse um, who was the superintendent of the Girls' Friendly Society. The Girls' Friendly Society, interestingly, still exists, but they don't have a branch in Nottingham anymore. I did check that out as well. So the Nottingham Evening Post, um, a few days ago, uh, wrote this. One day in 1913, Constance read an article in the Evening News which outlined plans by an American, Anna Jarvis from Philadelphia, 
to introduce an American festival into Britain to celebrate Mother's Day, which was to be established on the second Sunday in May. But Constance realized that despite having a similar sounding name to Mothering Sunday, it would not have any of the Christian values which made Mothering Sunday so special. So she began to devote her life to re-establishing the true Christian celebration of Mothering Sunday in a campaign which lasted the rest of her life. So she was based at the Girls' Friendly Society Lodge in Regent Street with Ellen Porter, with whom she had a lifelong friendship, and she founded the Society for the Observance of Mothering Sunday. Fantastic name. And she wrote plays and poems and newspaper articles to promote interest in Mothering Sunday. And she made a collection of appropriate sermons. I wish I had one of them. That would have been great. Um, And hymns for use on the day. And she designed Mothering Sunday cards for children to give to their mothers. So this is where it all started. It's very interesting, isn't it? Um, And she published as Constance Penswick Smith. Now, why she changed her name, I don't know to publish, but it was a pseudonym, not a very hidden pseudonym, admittedly. And she wrote, The Revival of Mothering Sunday, being an account of the origin, development, and significance of the beautiful customs which have entwined themselves around the fourth Sunday in Lent, the true and ancient day of praise for mothers. That was published in 1921. Great long title, but it was essentially the revival of Mothering Sunday. There were three things that she did or argued in the book, um, and this is the sort of the start of what I'm going to say. And there is a bit more history coming. Um, she said that uh, Mothering Sunday uh, is a re- is the, she argued that the real meaning of a day of praise of mothers was fully expressed in the liturgy of the Church of England for the fourth Sunday of Lent, when honour was given to the Mother Church, Mother Churches, where baptism had taken place, and to earthly mothers. Secondly, she said that re-establishing Mother's Day, Mothering Sunday, sorry, uh, in honour of the Mother Church itself, said to be the body of Christ, was an important opportunity both for Anglican and non-Anglican Christians to realise that they were members of one body. And she was committed to awakening within the church and wider society a renewed understanding of Mothering Sunday with its own liturgical character, traditional foods and customs. And she recorded disappearing folk customs and unusual local church traditions and recipes connected with the day. Publishing, I like the title of this one, The Feast of Mothering, How to Make Simnel Cakes, Firmity, Me Karem Custards, and Other Delights, published in 1932. I don't know if anyone's got a copy of that. Sounds quite fun. So she approached the Mother's Union, who thought, great idea, but they thought the custom had been dead for so long that a revival was impossible. And then the wonderfully named Reverend Killer of St. Cyprian's in St. Snenton, the church is still there, uh, used the hymns Constance had selected, and her four brothers, who were all vicars, um, were uh, each conducting Mothering Sunday services in their own churches. So it was a sort of a, a mini-revival. But Constance uh, persisted, published these books, and constantly emphasized the non-denominational character of the movement, and enlisted the support of well-established national organizations concerned with family life or children. So she got together the Boy Scouts, the Girls' Friendly Society, for whom she worked, the Girl Guides, the Girls' Life Brigade, so the Girls' Life Brigade, which became the Girls' Brigade, the Mother's Union, and the uh, the YWCA. And then eventually the Mother's Union came on board and produced its own greeting cards and order of service, and in 1928 its chaplain made a special radio broadcast on the subject. 
So Constance uh, died in 1938 of tonsillitis, interestingly. Um, Mothering Sunday uh, being very widely observed by that time, partly helped by uh, its sort of initiation, First World War, and, um, and, and onwards from there, and the sense of people wanting to, to, to come home. And there was a, it was a focus for rem remembrance and celebration of both the unity of the church and the strength of family whose members lived far away. So what does a unified mother church look like? What are its values? And here I return to feminist liberation theology. I wouldn't want to accuse Constance of being a feminist liberation theologist, but her ideas were sort of similar in some ways. Feminist liberation theology, so inclusive and non-hierarchical. But I'd say what Constance was doing around Mothering Sunday was very inclusive, non-denominational, and very non-hierarchical. Everybody gets involved. Feminist liberation theology, church as community. It's about the people, not about the buildings. And identity is formed through relationships. So the focus on Mothering Sunday and mothers and earthly mothers was very much on relationships. So if the church is its people and relationships are key, what should the life of God's family look like? So we turn to the trusty Bible. I'm not going to read out each individual bit from there, but I'll read a little bit from there at the end. So this is taken from, uh, or the, the idea that I'm going to present, a short idea, is taken from The Mission of God, which was Christopher J.H. Wright's book, which we looked at um, at the end of last year. Um, and as God's family, he argues, on earth, we are meant to be these three things. People who are a light to the world by their good lives. So we're supposed to be a light. 1 Peter 2 verse 12. Live such good lives among the pagans that, though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And in Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So we're supposed to be a light. Secondly, a teacher. People who are learning obedience and teaching it to the nations. Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And thirdly, unconditional love. People who love one another in order to show who they belong to. John 13, verse 34. A new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So as God's family on earth, I think we're meant to be a light, teachers, and have unconditional, show unconditional love. So while preparing, I thought, does that sound familiar? Sounds like my mother. I realize not all mothers are perfect. I am not the perfect father. I'm not always a light, a teacher. I don't always, I don't think, offer unconditional love. My children aren't here now. They couldn't, uh, they've disappeared off to their groups. But it's what we're striving for, and that's what the Bible is about. That's what our faith is about. It's where we're aiming. It's the highest ideal. The Bible is a radical and challenging document, and it is used by God to unsettle his people 
even as he assures them of his steadfast love. Let me just read a short bit from Practical Theology in Action, Paul Ballard and John Pritchard. It follows from taking the Bible as a radical document that a spirituality which resources and is resourced by the practice of ministry will also be one which embraces community and social action. The division between sacred and secular finally breaks down. Personal faith and social action are indivisible. As Archbishop Desmond Tutu memorably said, I wonder which Bible some people are reading when they tell me that religion and politics do not mix. Or as Ken Leach observes, observes, Christianity goes disastrously and dangerously wrong when Jesus is worshipped but not followed. The following of Jesus will take Christians into the struggle for what he calls the weightier matters of the law, justice, and mercy, and faith. And that verse was taken from Matthew 23. The Bishop of Southwark and Nottingham, the new one, Paul Butler, said, and he issued a press release a couple of days ago because of the very local connection of Mothering Sunday to Nottingham uh, and the area Nottinghamshire. This diocese has a special connection with Mothering Sunday. Going back to the initiative of Constance Penswick-Smith from one of our parishes who put the day on the national agenda again. Mothering is something we all need at times, although it's something we can take for granted. This year, I'm especially aware of all those children and young people who don't have mothers or even fathers and are without the care and love of a family. In Southall and Nottingham, we're asking parishes to focus on the work of family care, our local adoption and family support agency that gives practical help to children and young people. This special Mothering Sunday is an opportunity to think and pray for mothers and pray about how we can be a mother to someone who desperately needs care and love. And I know that about three or four months ago, we had one of the family care team uh, come and present at church and talk to us about the organization. So I'm going to close with a short prayer, which is the, uh, the Colossians uh, passage, which I think talks to us about us being lights and teachers and offering unconditional love. So if we could bow our heads in prayer to close. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Amen.